With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode of After the Whistle contains profanity. Listener discretion advised. Please enjoy. So we did episode two today with Jeremy Roenick. And uh, we talked a lot about everything that we discussed in episode one. Jack Eichel's neck, how he would have wanted to handle it, uh, it you know, because he was a star player. The NHLPA conversation I thought was fascinating. He's obviously very, he's very fascinated ring. by the business of the game, isn't he? Yes. Like, and I he didn't was ex- always very involved in all the CBAs. I remember Jeremy Roenick was, was a staple in all of those yeah. meetings. He was very, very uh, knowledgeable and, and vocal. And vocal. Which he he's has. never been afraid to be, but he's, he was vocal at times where other players were afraid to use their voice. And he had status and, and the courage to... Yes say things that are maybe unpopular to the to the upper guys that might ruffle some feathers because whether it goes through or it doesn't go through you know bad ideas and good ideas and uncomfortable ideas need to be brought to the forefront when you're talking about livelihoods uh and short careers like you are with professional hockey players and he's very in tune with it yeah well, you know, you know that he's saying stuff that ruffles feathers when we're sitting here having a conversation with him and the hair on my arms are starting to go up. That's when you know that there's something. What he said was eyebrow raising. I think it's the conviction in his voice when he speaks is what gets me because he's not just saying, he's not just like, uh, you know, what opinion can I come up with today that might be interesting? He's speaking from how he really feels. He's yeah. not going off like, oh, you know, you got those six analysts are saying that, so maybe I'll say this. He's not no. giving an opinion. He's <laughs> giving facts. Yeah. He's very knowledgeable on all these topics. And I, I'm going to tell you this. There's, there's people that uh, they're not going to like what he has to say. 
there are people that are not going to like what he has to say. And it's real though. It's real. And, and you know, as well as I do that he's not the only one saying it. You don't have to agree with him. Uh, but I think he's been around long enough and, and knows the business of the game and enough people within the game to voice the type of opinions that he voices. So, uh, you know, we'll leave it at that. The Evander Kane situation was fascinating. And I'm trying to think of uh, whatever else we're missing in the preview here. You'll have to find out what he says. It's not long. How long was it? 35 minutes? 35 minutes? Yeah, it's a really good conversation. Really good conversation. After the whistle, Spotify, Apple, YouTube. You already know that because you found us there, but we're reminding you of that so you can tell your friends. Enjoy. Welcoming in uh, future Hall of Famer and good friend. And I only say future Hall of Famer, JR, uh, because it's a shame that you're not inducted into the Hall of Fame yet, by the way. We want to just mention that right out of the gate. Uh, in due time. Thank you. In due time. Well, but f- first, we, we both let just me, want let me just let me, let me just say I'm not going to hold my breath. Somebody doesn't like me over there. And, you know, for whatever reason it is, it's um, – I have a great life. No matter what happens, my life is great. But I appreciate you guys, boys. I appreciate that sentiment. It's awesome. Well, we, we, we bring that sentiment up, and I, I, I'll just say this as we start, you know, our, our new endeavor here. Craig and I launched last week, and, and we are really excited about your willingness to get involved because I, we know that over the years when you were joining us and, and, and uh, we're, we're back on the air together, we always had unbelievable response. Like the three of us, we always had unbelievable response. And when you would come on with us on Wednesdays and you would say, I was in Vegas, I was here, I was in this part of the world. And someone came up to me and said, I love you on the show with Petey and Riv. And it was just, it was unbelievable. So to to have you back. That happened like 10 times. I I think it even happened to me when I was over in Europe. Remember I did a show from Europe one time, I'm walking through the streets and um, I believe I was in. Were you like in Morocco in or something? Or I, was, I, was, I think I was. In, I think I was in Italy. I was like touring, touring some some ancient town. I'm doing 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 the instigators. It's dude, you guys are great. I mean, listen. I think one thing that we all do, we have great, we have great uh, perceptions of the game. We have good opinions, and we're not afraid to pull out opinions. Riv. Riv, maybe, maybe not so much you. You're a little, little conservative, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, but wait, uh, who's the, who's I'll the conservative down. one, Riv or me? No, uh, Riv's the conservative one. Yeah, no, yeah, he's not. Riv. He's he's not. I, I think know, I man. think you're just stirring oh, the pot. Nah, Riv's well, has got listen, a big. Riv's got a big set of stones over there. I don't know. Listen, we're starting a new show, so I'm throwing the gauntlet out early. I'm throwing it out in the first show that I'm on. I want to see some real. Like just in your face, you know, cutthroat analysis of what's going on in this <laughs> fucking game. That's what I want to see. Well, then let's do this. Let's get your analysis on something. You, one thing I know about you, Jr., is that you don't like having your tires pumped. Like you don't like when when we would sit there and be like, oh, you know, you're this and that, you're this. I I know that, and I. But I will say this: you were a star player in this league, and we're watching a star player right here in Buffalo go through some some really tough times with his neck and, and there are people out there that are questioning uh, the treatment, how he's been treated, you know, should he be allowed to have the surgery, even though 
or that he wants, even though the collective bargaining agreement states that the team will have final say on, on a player's uh, procedure going forward, right? They can have a second opinion and all that. So from where you are, what's your thought on the Jack Eichel situation first and foremost? Because I think this is still and will be for quite some time the biggest news in hockey. Well, I think one thing you always have to remember is sports is only a temporary thing, okay? Um, BD, you were in the game for a certain amount of years. Riv, you were there for a certain amount of years, and I was there. And sometimes you don't know how long that's going to be. It could be me 20. Um, Jack's a young kid, and he has to take care of himself. I'm always going to side with the person and what he feels is best for his life, for his, um, for his health for um, what he thinks is best doctor. Um, I don't, even though he is an employee, even though he does get paid a lot of money by Buffalo, I don't think Buffalo should have that choice whether he gets that surgery. That should be his decision. He should go out there and do what's best for him. And he's got to stand behind it. Uh, what's happening over there in Buffalo after everything that's happened over the last couple of years is awful. It's a shit show. And you don't want to have a shit show with your, with your best player but you also have to let your best player make his decisions on how he feels that he needs to move forward in his career. And um, it's just, I feel bad for Jack. He's a good guy. I really like Jack yeah. and he's a great so two player. Questions for you, JR. Number yeah. one is the NHLPA in the next collective bargaining agreement going to uh, address this issue? Because right now, you, you know, the players uh, in that, uh, in that ink on page like 250, it states at the, the bottom that uh, the team has total control and last yep. say in the physical um, and medical uh, situations of any right. player. So that, right. I think, might be addressed. Do you think it's going to be addressed? And number two it, is... It, it, be it better be addressed. But go, go ahead. Go ahead. And number two is Jack Eichel. You were a superstar for your team. You were a, a, a young player at, uh, you know, some point in this game if you were in Jack Eichel's situation and you were told that you had to have a certain surgery you had to have a fusion but you wanted a disc replacement at what point in time and you had 50 million dollars on your contract five years left what would you do if you were Jack Eichel I'd do exactly what he's doing I'd stick to my guns and then I'd find a team that that I that that saw my that, that saw things the way that I did. Um, you know, I think Jack, Jack is still young. He's, he can have still a long career. Um, he's got to do, he's got to do what he's got to do. And if he has his beliefs, that's his, that's his beliefs. And if there's a team that doesn't stand in the same line, as his beliefs that are going to support him, then maybe he needs to find a team and demand a trade to get to someplace that does um, see things the way that he does, or they see eye to eye, or they agree on on treatments. But um, would you trade for? Would you trade if you were GM on another team? Would you trade for Jack Eichel in the in the condition that he's in? Uh, regardless of, forget about the trade that you can put together that the team would accept. Would you trade for that fifty million dollar asset, that player with that neck injury? That that the surgery that the player wants well, it definitely has never been done before on an yeah. NHL player. Great point yeah, by Riv. A yeah. surgery that's never yeah. been done on, a, on an NHL player before. It definitely puts a, a wrinkle and a big uh, a big asterisk whether it's a smart thing. Um, you know, 
to trade for Jack Eichel would be easy in in normal circumstances, but you do, you would definitely take a risk. But we've seen we've seen teams take risks on players. Now, what would be a deal that you can get for a Jack Eichel in this kind of situation? Obviously, uh, Buffalo would want the world, and nobody would want to give up that. So it, it makes it very very difficult. So whether he's tradable or not, that's that's another decision or another situation, another question. But going back to Riv's, um, Riv's other question with the PA, with the PA and the bargaining agreement, um, I'll tell you right now, players are fucked right now. They're fucked. Right now, they owe the National Hockey League a billion dollars. They have issues like this that just came up with one of their star players in terms of their their health situation and the decisions that they make. There are so many different things, and you know, from what I understand, you know, Don Fear is is not the most um, forthright and um, person who is going to put information out there and tell everybody what's going on uh, in the National Hockey League. I think um, Don Fear has a big job to do and, and, and better wake up and take care of these players because as of, you know, next two years, the next bargaining agreement, these players are going to be under the gun to – repay a lot of money to the National Hockey League and, um, you know, all these other situations that could affect their careers, like what's happening. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jack Eichel. And I hope that the PA is taking care of them and making sure that these issues are front and center and are going to be honest with the players and they're going to do the right thing with the National Hockey League because... Uh, they're in trouble right now. And and you know what the problem is? Is none of them, none of them really even understand the situation that they are in. They think it's 90, all willing. 98% you know, of all NHL players have absolutely nothing. zero idea what goes into that CBA and the negotiations yep. that are being made. And, uh, you know, that that's probably one of the bigger issues. Well, let's take Jack Eichel's situation into account as a perfect example um how does how does the wording of team has final say in players procedure go as an oversight like how is it overlooked because because again again it's because the players put so much trust and faith in the leader or 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 or, i know what you're gonna say and I, i hate to interrupt you i'm sorry you're our guest or as you know it and i know it Players only care about the one thing, and I'm not criticizing the players because I I was a player rep, Jr. And when yeah. you came in the room, or you came in the room, Craig, 
or doesn't matter who it was, Adam Mayer or anybody else in between. The, the first and only question when I, when, I said, when, I, when I said, hey, boys, we got to have a 15, 20-minute meeting, just write the escrow percentage on the board, what we're doing this quarter, and we'll see you tomorrow. Like, that's all they cared about. Meanwhile, there's, there's health benefits we got to talk about. There's, yeah. there's other issues that you got to discuss. Yep. And they're just like, what's the escrow? What am I taking home at the end of the day? It's ignorance. It is true, true ignorance. Now, I, you know, all these how do you guys, change like, you that, have, though, Jr.? How do you change that? You got you've got I'll, players I'll in you. this game right now that are making kids two, three, five, okay. eight. Well, guess what? Kids okay. making kids Stop. making millions. Stop. Millions. Stop. Stop. You had you had Brady Kachuk just signed for what eight and a half million. Okay, so everybody's like, "Oh wow, Brady Kachuk!" And I love Brady Kachuk. He's one of my he's one of my favorite kids in the world. But if you look at where they are today, okay, and what's going to happen with this new bargaining agreement, where they are financially with the National Hockey League, Brady Kachuk's salary is going to go from eight million, and he's probably going to bring home a million five. Okay, because with escrow, <laughs> because you know, I mean that's that's a that's a drastic, that's that's drastic. But tell me how he's only bringing home a million five. Okay, all right. See exactly. That's exactly what the players are thinking. <laughs> yeah, okay. It is. Okay. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm making eight. I'm thinking I'm at least bringing home five. Five before you even walk the door in Canada, it's what forty-seven, forty-eight percent tax. Okay, that's off the bat. That goes right to the government. Okay. After that, you have a 20%, 18% escrow that you have to pay out. And by the way, you owe a billion dollars. You're not getting that escrow back. So you're having yeah. 40%. Then you have another 20%. You're looking at paying almost 65, 70% of your contract to taxes and escrow. Not to mention, you know, in, in the States, you have to give taxes to every state that you play in that's right so your tax returns have 31 different tax returns that you have to give in let alone your state tax your your um your own state tax your, your federal, federal tax, tax your, you have oh. to fica your, your your then you have fica then you have your social security man you're you're fucked because of this because of this agent escrow. fees union dues so cars, so, houses. So, so, Petey, let me tell you, an eight million dollar contract with the way that things are right now with these players, they're bringing home one point five two million after all said and done, taxes, money in the bank. So, and that's an yeah, eight million dollar so, player. Yeah, exactly. So, listen, this is the problem. So, you say, how do you get these kids to change? So, I'm I'm a part of an initiative, okay, that is hiring some of the greatest companies in this in in north america that they, that do one thing they build revenue they build revenue for big companies they build revenues for big leagues their their job is simply to take whatever your revenue of your organization is and triple it within three or four years so these five companies that uh, our initiative is is put together with are in front of the national hockey league right now in front of the NHLPA right now, presenting a huge plan that would take the National Hockey League revenue to seven, eight billion dollars over the next five years. Okay, what that will do that will erase and eradicate 
allocate escrow that these kids have to do. It will put more money in these pockets, in, in, the, in these players' pockets, in the owners' pockets, and it will allow these kids to put money in the bank so they can survive the rest of their life. Because right now they will not. And this is what pisses me off. Because I, the, the, the disrespect and the lack of care by so many players in the National Hockey League right now is, is it's numbing. I would make a phone call to a player because I am introducing this initiative and making sure that the, that the, the player reps tell all their players what's happening. Tell all the players how we're trying to help. And some of them go, yeah, no, we're okay. You know, Don Pierce got it. Or some wouldn't even call back. I had I had Tom Wilson's like, ah, yeah, no, we'll be okay. We, you know, we got this, JR. Don't worry about it. You know, we'll figure it out. Don Fear will have our back. And I'm like, this is, this is unbelievable to me. The fact that, and by the way, what you guys said, I didn't have a, I didn't have a shitty career. I had a pretty goddamn good career. And these kids either won't call me back or it falls on deaf ears by saying, yeah, no, we just don't, we just don't want to rock the boat. Rock the boat? What do you mean rock the boat? We're putting, we're doing something that is going to make the National Hockey League billions of dollars and it's going to make the players billions of dollars and you don't want to listen to it? the fuck is wrong with you guys and well, that's what's happening that's what's happening in the national hockey league well that's the players just want to play and i understand that and i and i yeah. felt and i feel i i felt like when i became a, a player rep and i don't want to go too far down this this path but i feel like uh every player now um every player like the guys that even shouldn't be branding themselves are becoming brands and it's business and it's all this stuff. And, and, and I, I honestly think that, that the players, whether it's through the PA with what they need to learn about the business of hockey or from other outside opportunity, business opportunities, or from their agents or whatever, I think they have so much going on. I think, I think they have got, I think all these players have just got so much going on. And, and it's almost like when you, when you, when you That's try amazing. to, they What's don't that? have a whole lot going on. I really do believe that this comes down to just immature. I'm not defending them. As I'm a, saying. I'm saying like. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm, listen, that's I, what I'm saying. Like I think. I think they. I think. I. I don't. I don't think they. I think they just want to be hockey players. Like, and I. Yeah. I, I think they're afraid. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And and listen. And also, they nobody wants to ruffle the feathers nobody likes to, 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 to well everyone's afraid nobody wants potentially potentially bad idea to the table they don't if it's a great idea but they don't know what they're they don't know they're afraid they're, they're they're afraid they're afraid that the national hockey league that the that the national hockey league or their their upper management is going to get mad at them for for thinking about Financial Sticking their nose where it doesn't belong because yeah. they know they're yeah. going to be told just play hockey Correct. just play hockey stick to hockey just, Stick Correct. to hockey. Your education is is one hundred feet by two hundred feet. Correct. They don't want. They don't want to. They don't want to stir the pot. Yeah, if, and I even, agree. E even if they're not stirring the pot, they're like, oh, I'm. I don't want him to get mad at me because I'm talking about NHLPA stuff. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's ignorant. It's ignorant to an nth level. But and whose I'm issue is that? You. Is that the player's issue, or is that the NHLPA need, needs to do a better job with? PA you know, needs to do. PA needs to do a better job. You know, Don Fear. You, you can't get Don Fear to to expose and and show players anything right now. 
where are the numbers? You know, where's all the money? What, what's coming in here? How much do you make? How much does, does uh, the Schneider make? You know, all, you can't get answers from him. I mean, if they knew, if they knew what was going on in that PA and how much money that, P, that they were making and how much that they put on those credit cards to take themselves out for dinner and stay in the nicest hotels and spend all these players' money like that, there would be a lot more people standing up and saying, hey, that's our money. That, that's our money that we made in the PA. And you, you need to be a little bit more responsible, A, about how you're spending it, B, and reporting it to us. Because Peter doesn't tell these players everything. I remember, I think, when we hired Paul Kelly. I remember he was, like, the salary he was getting and he was his monthly expense for his car. I remember because I, I was a player rep at, at the time. And I remember, like, we had to vote on his contract and everything. He was getting, like, 1500 bucks a month, a month for a Just, car. I, listen, I, 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 I'm I, like, 1500 I didn't say anything. I mean, I'm Andrew hey. Peters from the Buffalo Sabres. I'm a fourth liner and grateful to make my league minimum 550 or whatever he's got, he's got to drive the ranger over pd come on he's well, i was thinking i thought maybe like I'm a bentley coupe he'd so, be having or something i'm this i'm i'm gonna say this and i don't have verification of it but i i know friends in and around the pa and you know you talk about price like joe Riki, okay he was he was a solid nhl player 700 he's like making like 500 to seven hundred thousand dollars with the pa and he's got an unlimited credit card where he goes around taking players out to dinner and tells them how great the you know job Don Fear's doing. You know, what? It's there's 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 always going to be uh, when where there's a lot of money, there's it's always going to be taken advantage of. And if the players agree to it and say that's okay, then that's fine. But I don't think the players know what the top guys in the national in the in the PA are making, you know, the five or six or seven guys, or what's happening with somebody. Ha somebody has to know. Like, I mean, it has to be voted on, doesn't it? I mean, unless it wasn't, then that's like, just because I remember Bro, how things worked when I was there. But you'd maybe, maybe, maybe things have completely changed. I mean, I mean, they changed a lot in the short time that I was there, and, and uh, you know, in the league. You'd be and, shocked. And, you'd be shocked. Yeah. Oh, it's something to I keep an eye on. That, that's for sure. But uh, I, I mean, I'm always fascinated by the business side of it. And, I, and I'll say that, you know, just to kind of wrap this conversation up, I, I always feel like that partnership needs to be better. The NHL and the NHLPA. I think it's still, I thought they did a great do job. During, been, do you not think it's better now than what it's ever been in the history of the game though? I think, I think there's still COVID, a lot of but, room for improvement. Right. But why did they yeah. come together so quickly, so fast, so, so strongly uh, at COVID. Yeah. It's all, all about money. money. It was money. Like yep, when, when, money. you know, when push all came money. to shove, like it wasn't like a normal lockout year where it's like, Oh, we got a war chest full of billions and we're just going to sit back and, and, uh, and, and relax until somebody budges. This was like, Holy shit, man, we could be at risk of losing the rest of this season, billions in playoff revenue. And next season, we better figure something out here, guys, or your contracts yeah. are, <laughs> you're done. We can so, be like, so they're, they're they're still they're still at that point right now. Yeah. Unless they find a way to raise the revenue back up to, you know, now they have to raise that revenue up to five or six billion instead of the four where they where they left off at. Well, I'll tell you who needs to raise revenue, and I don't like to open it that way because I don't like to wish ill will on any player. Sometimes you make a mistake, and and you know you pay for it and you move on, and everybody you know uh, you know gives you a second chance. Sometimes even a third chance, but then. 
you just continue to, to keep making mistakes, and that's Evander Kane. And falsifying his vaccination document, and we've talked about this a little bit in our last uh, episode, but I'm, you're familiar with the San Jose situation. You're close to the organization there. What are your thoughts on the Evander Kane saga that has been since even the last time we've spoken to you with all the gambling allegations and then even this, which is, this is way worse. Um, what happens here? What happens with Kane? What happens with can San Jose just cut bait? What, what, what do you see happening? Um, well, let's, I, I, this is, this is such a hard one for me because you know, the cat has nine lives and I think Vander's is, is that his ninth. You know, I don't, I can't see, I can't see him coming back and being able to play and have the respect of his teammates uh, to have the respect of his, the, from the fans um, to, to be able to come back where, and, and I'll say this, Doug Wilson is a very, very um, forgiving and loving person that will give somebody the benefit of the doubt and he will do everything he can to take it to that limit for Evander Kane because he knows he's a great player. Let's, let's, not, let's not forget how great of a player he is. However, when you become a detriment to the team as many times as Evander Kane has, and we have to understand too his, you know, what, what he's been through in his life. I mean, he, I, I never wish anybody to have to bury a baby, a baby daughter at the age that Evander Kane has had to do. Um, doesn't make excuses for him to be doing the things that he's doing, but there has to be at some point some accountability. And when will, when will it stop? Because we thought it stopped after, you know, the, after the, the gambling allegation, after the, the, the women allegation. Now here we go again with the COVID thing. It's like, when will it stop? And at some point, you just can't trust it. And I think Doug Wilson is at that point. I can't see Evander coming back even after this suspension. So here's the thing that, you know, we talked, uh, we talked about, you know, possibly San Jose having the thought processor opportunity to terminate the contract, but that is not going to happen. Um, you know, it, it came out uh, that exact question about what, what will San Jose do with Evander Kane's contract? They, uh, it, it was confirmed in the CBA, um, they cannot terminate his contract. The suspension of 21 games is his punishment. And San Jose is now in a situation where they cannot terminate the contract. So they have to make a decision. He is untradeable. You can't buy him out. So it's, do you put him in the minors or send him home and tell him that you're just going to pay him just to get him away from, from the team and just have a completely different environment because there's a big, big cloud that hangs over San Jose. Unfortunately, when Evander Kane is there and he is a great hockey player, he's had some great years. His last three years have been really fantastic, but I think it's, it's a, uh, you know, subtraction, you know, just uh, I, I think they're just going to either send them down to the minors and just be gone with them, or they're going to send them home. Well, I will. I will say this: this is going to be a, the total team decision. It's not going to be the Doug Wilson decision, because one thing that Doug Wilson will do is he's going to bring the opinions of his players into this decision. Um, his leadership group, 
Um, you know, obviously Logan Couture, Hurdle, these guys that have been there for a long time. Yeah. There's there's going to be a sit down with these players, um, you know, with Carlson and all them that that are going to make that final decision for Doug Wilson. Because Doug Wilson is going to leave it up to the players. I know him. He's a, he's he loves his players, and he's going to leave his team up to the people that have to go out and play with them and win hockey games with them. And I'm I'm telling you, it's going to be a decision that is going to be made by the GM, the assistant GM, and the leadership group and the players on that team. Well, it's going to be interesting if that is the case to see what these players do because. You know, before Evander Kane was traded to the Buffalo Sabres, he had a real tough go with his teammates in Vancouver. You know, he was very. I have. I. 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 I talked to. I. I know of one player on San Jose Shark team. Obviously, will not say the name, but says he does not want him back. So yeah, it does not want him in the locker room. So you know, take that. that take that as that, as one. That sucks to hear because he's such a he's such a good player. He's such a good player. You know what? And I, I just, you know what I wish Jr. I mean, I, I know we talk about players money all the time and making sure they save their money, but there's no way that 700 NHL players are, are not living in darkness with something, you know, like, like, Oh, for sure. hundred percent. You know, like 100%. there are, there are so many guys that are battling demons. I was one of them. And, and Craig, I bet you that you never in a million years would have ever known that I had some demons that I was dealing with it at my time. You probably never, you would have been like, Peter, you were the happiest guy in the world. And, yep. um, mm-hmm. you know, like you, I guarantee it, but, but then the lights go out in the career and you got all this time to think and you, you start to, you know, the demons start to come out because you can't suppress them anymore with time away from the rank and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I just, I just wonder why we can't. It's a great point. I just wonder why we can't help these players. Bad. I just, I just wonder why I players as well, as they, we, they, gotta, we, they have to be able to help themselves too, Petey. And it's a great point it's by true. you. It's a great point by you. Mental illness comes in all shapes, forms, and sizes, and and you know, and you know, issues. Um, but you, at, at the, at, when it comes down to it, you gotta want to help yourself. And he just has not. He he talks the right way but he just hasn't gotten to the point where he, 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 he follows through with it. Yeah. Well, it, I agree with you though. I hope, I hope, I hope it all works out for him. He's had a tough life. He's had some real bad things happen to him in his life. It's not a reason to give him an excuse for what he's done, but I mean, you have to have a little, uh, you know, a little bit of, you know, Empathy, sympathy, and I, I, you know, I, I mean, but again, again, he's not helping himself. This is the, like I said, I I said it, this is, this is not like a mistake that you make because you're dealing with something. This is a mistake that you make because you're being stupid. This was a stupid mistake. And I bet if you didn't have all those other mistakes, let me ask you this question before we wind down, because I know we're way over our time with you. Do you think he's the only player in the NHL that has falsified his, his vaccination document? We you don't can't tell me that. that you can't you can't tell me that 700 guys um are okay with being vaccinated that who, who by like, the way deep down inside all these guys all think their body is a temple by the way yeah so and, so and they're not it's all scary, gonna... it's, a, it's a scariest decision that's are, are on people's plates right now the scariest decision on 
whether you're an athlete, whether you're a healthcare worker, whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're in military, it's the, it's the, one of the most scariest decisions that one has to make in their lifetime right now. You can't tell me that all 700 guys in the league are like, oh yeah, sure, put the needle in my arm. I'm, that's fine, I'm good. No, no, so there's a, it, there is an issue and you know, we'll just, we just have to hope everybody's you know, healthy and safe, but it's, it's, we're going to see a lot more. Uh, crazy it'll, shit, be, I'm sure. it'll be interesting to see if we see any more of this. What do you got going on, buddy? What do you, what are you up to right now? What do you got? What do you got going on in the life? We know you were in busy in meetings yesterday. Yeah, I start, I actually have a real job. I have a real, like honest to God out there working hard, um, you know, in the trenches and meetings job. And I, and I love it. Um, it's, not not sports. I'm actually I'm actually working for a very high end construction company and helping them uh, expand their business to uh, different parts of the country with my uh, my resources, my connections, my friends, my uh, my ability to get to to people very quickly and know what's happening. And then um, my job is to help close deals. I take people golfing. I take them out to dinners. I'm an entertainer. You know, Let's go. I do. I do what I do and I, I, I'm with people and I make people feel great and give them, you know, tell them how, how appreciative we are of their business and we sign million dollar deals and we go play have fun and we play golf and, and travel. So that's my job. I'm, I'm uh, now a construction GC um, area rep. So I'm gonna, I love it. It's I'm going to tell you something, something you excel at and I knew this before I even knew you. Okay. Uh, is making people feel good around Jeremy Roenick. And I remember the first time I met you. I remember the first time I met you was on a golf course in Arizona. We were there for the Brad Mm -hmm. May golf event. And I'm Andrew Peters one year in the NHL. Uh, I played, I think, uh, 42 games my rookie year. And we're in the lockout year. So no one there's like, I'm amongst like stars. Okay. <laughs> and I walk up, I'm the guy, I don't, I hate golf. So I was walking around with the camera doing all the interviews and stuff. Yeah. And, and I walked up yeah. and, and you came up to me and you're like, Andrew Peters, what's going on? Nice to meet you. Jeremy Rogue. I'm like, Holy shit. This guy actually like, he knows who I am. And yeah, I was a little starstruck. And then, so, so then after, after that, we do off the record, it was me, Mike Pekka. And uh, we were on with Landsberg out of Toronto and you were on, via satellite and mm-hmm. and you know landsberg didn't know if you knew me and you're like oh yeah you know we got pecs on here and you and you go yeah Petey's there too now we'd only <laughs> met like once he's like yeah you got Petey there too right i was like yeah jr i'm here i'm here and i'm like i'm like screw you landsberg you know like i love landsberg don't get me wrong i, I love him yeah. i'm just saying yeah, like he's great you know, he, he was yeah i don't think he just expected you to know me and i'm like you know what landsberg NJR, Listen, it's, it's 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 important personal relationships are very important friendships are important and i think the way that you treat people is even more important and especially in a world that we have going today with the the, the with how divided we are as 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 people in this country and, and all over the world we need to be better we need to we need to show a little bit more love a little bit more compassion a little bit more um attention and i joined this job not because I, I, I was bored or needed the money. You know what I missed? I missed the being part of a team. Yeah. You know, I'm, and you know, like, like we're a team, the three of us were a team. I love that. That's why, you know, even with all the crazy stuff that I'm doing, I'm jumping on board with you guys because I love this team, this te- this new company that I'm working for skyline construction. 
they have an amazing team that takes care of their clients and their and their employees. It's a 100% employee-owned company. They care about them. Every single person in this company that I've met is awesome and has reached out to say, what, what can we do to help you? So I feel a part of a team and it, it's it's truly been so much fun because I have that locker room experience, that locker room feeling again without being in the locker room. And that's well, that's it's important. We truly appreciate you and the willingness to join our team uh, weekly to do this after the whistle and who knows where this can go, Jr. Who knows? Who knows where, Listen, where we can? You guys, you guys brought you guys brought instigators to the top ten in the country, man. You guys are going to take this to the top top five in the country and in, in podcasts and all that stuff. So I, I, you guys are going to blow it up, and I'll do whatever I can do to help you. Well, we appreciate your time. Yep. We will Thanks, uh, we'll chat again next week about everything NHL. We know yep. you're loving the refs these days, so can't wait to get no, the heated God. discussion on that. Yeah, well, wasn't that awesome? Wasn't that a great? Wasn't that a, wasn't that a great welcome to the National Hockey League? Kraken, here's a kick-in goal for your first loss. Way to go! Good call, dumbasses. <laughs> Jesus, welcome to the league, Kraken. But they they have played pretty well though. I've been in, I, I've I'm impressed a little bit with by the way they've started. Even though their record doesn't show it, they're they've been in every game, pretty much every game. But oh, we yeah. can talk about them next week. Welcome to the league, Kraken, and welcome to After the Whistle, Jr. You're the best, man. We'll uh, we'll chat with you next week. Awesome, love you, Rip. Love you, bud. See you, Petey. See you. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve fifty two at the Instigator seventy six. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.